through meditation, we are finding, really refinding, our lost real self. To find the self, we must recognize that what we are seeking is our ultimate reality. But it is our ultimate reality, not someone else's. The truth of our being. And we must recognize that the ultimate is also the most intimate. Our innermost being is also the most all-encompassing, absolute reality that comprises the essence of all that is so that the self that we seek is both personal and transpersonal and impersonal. It is the ultimate paradox that is all-inclusive and yet beyond the inclusion of anything whatsoever because it cannot be grasped by any of the categories of reason. And it is because we have fallen under the spell of reason that we have lost touch with the real that we are. For the West, it happened around the middle of the 1800s when there was, for the first time in the modern period, a true meeting of East and West. The works of Indian philosophy had been translated into German by Max Müller. And the understanding of the spirituality of the Bhagavad Gita spread through Germany, which became again the central point of the intellectual development of the West. And such great thinkers as Fichte and Schelling and Hegel, the culmination of Western philosophers, brought out that universal spirit that was recognized as transcending any religious formulation it was the moment in which another German, Adolf Bastian, a great anthropologist who went actually to the East and studied anthropologically as well as philosophically the different religious groups of the world, both tribal and classical and metaphysical, and recognized and created a distinction between 
Elementargedanken and Volksgedanken, right? The elementary ideas that he discovered are universal, are present in every religion, whether it's the most seemingly primitive tribal religion or the most complex elaboration of metaphysics that's found in the texts of Advaita or esoteric Christianity or rabbinic Judaism or Islam. But they are colored by the folk ideas in which they are expressed through different mythological figures for the benefit of the common people of each cultural group that causes the religions to seem very different. But the movement of the understanding of the universal within the particular created another movement called that of perennial philosophy. Another German, Schuon, Friedrich Schuon, was able to express that with great precision in a book called The Transcendental Unity of Religions. All religions, no matter what they are, are expressing the same truth because there is only one human truth. And the sages of every religion who went deep enough into the self to be able to bring forth the information about that truth expressed it in ways that are absolutely congruent. And so at that moment, in the middle of the 1800s, religion was superseded by philosophy. Philosophy that could comprehend all of the religions as one single truth. And it became obsolete to believe in the folk ideas that covered over the truth of religion with separatism and tribalism and chosen peopleism and the differentism that would create a sense of superiority of one religion over another. There is no basis for such a sense of superiority or inferiority because truth belongs to everyone no one has a monopoly on it, whether they are a pope or a mullah or a shaman or a lama or anyone else, whether they are earthlings or extraterrestrials. There is only one cosmic truth. And this has brought to an end the validity of any particular lineage of religious truth as if it belongs to some particular priesthood or some particular sacred text that alone produces that truth or is expressed alone by one only begotten son or by one guru or sage or avatar or in one moment on some mountain in a Middle Eastern desert. No, it is a universal reality 
and the promised land that is spoken of in the various religions has nothing to do with earthly real estate. There is no reason for fighting over some place called Jerusalem or some other place called Mecca because the Jerusalem spoken of in those sacred texts has to do with a metaphor of a state of consciousness, a state of being, not a place where one happens to be physically. And it is that misunderstanding of religion that developed after the 1800s were over and after this great renaissance of universalism took place and was once again repressed by the ego that has brought about all of the plagues, the wars, the fanaticism of the 20th century. But in the meantime, the 19th and the early 20th century <clears throat> brought about another renaissance. There was a split, a crossroads in human development in which philosophy indeed produced universalism, but was itself then superseded by psychology, which brought that universalism home as an effort to use those universal metaphysical truths to straighten out your own psyche from its traumatic, complex, neurotic self-misunderstanding. Because the same misunderstanding that took place on the macrocosm, in which there was a confusion of the holiness of our being with a holy land for which we fought and therefore became unholy, was the same thing going on in the microcosm with the misunderstanding that the self is the body, the real estate in which the self operates. But in the same way that a holy land is made holy by the people who live there, whose attitude is one of wholeness and inclusion and love and goodness, and has nothing to do with the properties of the geography or some vibrational vortex that happens to be in the place, but has to do with the consciousness of those who dwell there. In the same way, who you are and what your value is doesn't depend on the real estate of the organism, but of the consciousness that functions through it. But that consciousness, once it became split into neurotic and then psychotic complexities, lost its holiness in the same way that on the, on the macrocosmic level, humanity split and fragmented into warring nationalisms and into a system of governance based on the worship of money another purely fictional entity that caused us to betray our real self in the interests of profit. We have now reached a point where that system itself is exhausted and at its end. 
and we are reaching a point of globalization and downsizing and the replacement of human workers with artificially intelligent robots and other forms of, uh, of the production of the various goods and services that no longer require a large population of humans who are only causing trouble to the ruling elite and are therefore being systematically eliminated. But it is presented as if it's just stupidity rather than a deliberate intention. And thus we are fooled into thinking that simply by voting for someone better or more intelligent, even though there are no intelligent candidates for office in most of the countries of the world, will produce a remediation of a situation that has already gone beyond the possibility of its amelioration, because the intention of the system itself is to break itself down and destroy itself and be reborn as another sort of system. In other words, the moment of the ego is itself obsolete, both in the microcosm and the macrocosm. We have seen already in the West the end of human rights and civil rights and humanitarianism and the final fall of that illusion of the French Revolution, of the enthroning of the dies raison, the goddess of reason, the enlightenment so-called. We have seen the end of all of this and its end is totalitarianism and a new kind of darkness and martial law and the end of the human project as it had been conceived for centuries. And yet, the human spirit is eternal and will not tolerate such an ignoble and ignominious end to its being. But the only way that that spirit will break through its incarceration in the egoic downfall and dumbing down of its own capacities to think its way out of its own torment and of its own enslavement to a system that wants its death. At the same moment when there is a massive die-off on the level of natural life forms and a global heating that is destroying the environments that we have taken for granted could support the human life form, as well as the pollution and the radioactivity that are growing in the atmosphere that create a situation in which it seems that life itself is destined for extinction in the short term, not the long term any longer. It is in this moment of the impossibility of life itself that spirit is being refound in the world. And the possibility of the miraculous once again becomes a real alternative 
for those who have been able to think their way through the falsehoods of Darwinism and 19th century religion and science and have been able to get to the understandings of quantum physics and the postmodern developments in science and psychology as well as in philosophy that enable a breakthrough into the realization of the self that is able to overcome these seemingly impossible difficulties that we face on a planetary level. But in order to do that, the sacrifice of the ego, which is itself the loss of our intelligence, the loss of our goodness, the loss of our, our hearts and our ability to love, the loss of our connection to the wisdom of nature and the cosmos. That loss must now be lost through the sacrifice of the ego in order for the real self to be refound and to return to its true place as the guiding power of the human species to bring us back to what could be a real promised land of a planet restored to its pristine nature in which life forms can again evolve and emerge and live in harmony. It is this vision of what is possible when the ego has been overcome and the true intelligence of the real nature of the cosmos, which is a single mind, a single heart, a single unitive intelligence, that each of us with human brains have the capacity to download and synchronize and employ in an organized way to bring the complexity of our situation down to a very practical, absolute simplicity. When all of the mind waves that co-create the quantum wave function are organized specifically to decollapse that function and redream the universe in a new way. When we understand the true relationship of mind and matter via the quantum wave function, we will have again the mastery over this world that we seem to be trapped in, but that in reality, we as the real self are the dreamers and sustainers of. It is that transcendental I, that real self that transcends world and ego and time and space, but pervades all that is that is now coming back into the full consciousness of its own reality and potency. It is that self that is awakening. It has nothing to do with the awakening of the individual beings that we think we are if we are still in the false ego consciousness, but the overcoming of that consciousness by the power that is the one power that really is. And when it chooses 
to return to running the operating system of the particular brains and bodily forms that we happen to occupy and identify with. There will be a manual override of the robotic ego consciousness and a restoration of the one self functioning through the entire network of biocomputers and creating a true internet of cosmic intelligence that will flow through all of the species and all of the forms of manifestation of the one mind which we really are. And it is that miraculous revelation that is the true significance of the apocalypse. Not the destruction, but the recreation that forms out of the very death of mortal mind and the rebirth of the immortal self that we are through forms that will reappear and reemerge out of the very imaginal capacities of our mind reharnessed to the elementary fundaments of material reality that themselves are in unity with the same mind nature that we all are. It is this highest destiny in which we participate through the surrender of ego consciousness to pure awareness and to the being that is the one supreme being that gives life and consciousness and the capacity to love to us all. The simple surrender to the supreme reality of our own lost self will be reformed and refound through that surrender to supreme love. And that is the meaning of meditation. That is the function, the goal, and the fulfillment of Satyoga. May you all become the site of that holy fulfillment that makes wherever you are a truly holy land.